even after three years ish of Zoom shit, every uh-huh. time it switches over to, in this case, Kevin is the host now of the Zoom. Uh-huh. I still hear a little bit of the Captain Phillips. I'm the captain now. <laughs> in my brain. And and what is that? Uh, look at me. <laughs> look at me. I'm the captain now. What is that? What is that? Is that a song? No, no. Oh, from it from. Be. It's mostly a meme. It probably is a song. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's I where feel they like ta- they take the boat, and he's the okay. captain now. With Tom I guess Hanks. I've heard those words. They both are too specific and too vague <laughs> yeah. for me to know what it is. <laughs> That's true. It's if either the words That's I'm the, the captain of now. A good meme. <laughs> yeah, they either a hundred percent make sense, or it's like no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this is. Right, like but if somebody says, "I'm glad you're I can, having fun." I can has answer. cheeseburger. I go, "Oh yeah, I, I know yeah. what that is." But, uh, that's cool. Uh, good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing um, you assumed I'm the captain now was some kind of Star Trek thing. No, I actually thought it was like a Beatles "I Am the Walrus" type. Oh. Because my mm. Beatles understanding and awareness is. Uh, uh, under what people assume it would be, given all the other white boomer music I like. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I can talk to you at length about (laughs) Joe Cocker and the faces and the small faces. And yet when people sing Beatles lyrics, I'm like, is that a, who's that again? The Beatles. Interesting. Did I tell you when I got the massage two weeks ago, they played like exclusively the Beatles. And I was like, at what point are you allowed to make like song requests while getting like (laughs) your shoulders worked? I think uh, right from the beginning, like, Hey, this music, uh, it's a little wild. I used to go to a place that did not have enough songs on a loop. Oh, so, no. <laughs> oh, a massage place. I, I yeah. thought you were just going to describe a place. I was like, no, no, no. Right, right, right. Of course. My apartment. <laughs> no, it was a massage place. And if I ever dared to splurge, and it was a very inexpensive place. It was like, you know, a K-Town spot. Yep. If I dared to splurge to get the 90-minute massage, because it was only like $80, <laughs> uh-huh. I would have to suffer through hearing most songs twice, some of them thrice. Oh, no. <laughs> and that was just the price to pay. And they were like the um, harpsichord Muzak version of like p- soft pop hits from 10 years ago. Oh, so, so it's you, like pers- you precisely what they all one 38 minute long CD on repeat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think exactly. I'd rather have that than I got one a couple months ago where the speaker that was playing the music was broken at a specific spot where. Only if it hit a certain frequency, the entire speaker would buzz and shake. So I kind of spent the whole time like, please don't hit. Like it, th- musically, it felt like it was getting closer to that note, uh-huh. and then it would just like go. We like, call that. Yeah. We call that the Ike Turner. Andrew remembers, right? That's the right. Other night. That's right. We called that, we. Probably you're gonna have to explain what you mean when you call Not something here. the Ike Turner, because okay. I not guess we'll ju- we'll just say it's not what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's not the reason he's bad. It's one of the only reasons he was at all good. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it's a music thing, not a Ike Turner thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know it's terrible. Um, but we'll explain <laughs> oh that on our other show. Wait, first, what is this? This is the show Yo is this racist where we eventually oh get God. your racism voicemails. Uh, I'm Tawny Houston. That's Andrew T. And our host Kevin Bartelt. 
Uh, we also have another show. So if you want to hear why I think Ike Turner is good, Jesus Christ. Wow. Um, <laughs> Find out. Not, not for his life, because of one very specific music thing he did when he was 15. Um, Tawny's friends, Tawny's enemies. More, this is more of a Tawny's enemies thing. Tune in. <laughs> Tune into our other show, which comes out on Fridays. It's called Yoke and We Live, where we unburden ourselves from talking about racism and we get to catch and up. Toddy and apparently reburdens herself <laughs> oh, with, and, and I quote, the Ike Turner. <laughs> I'll explain what I mean. I'll explain it. Anyway, um, first we get into some news and shit on this show. That's and, true. Uh, we also, according to our listener survey, we are required contractually to do 10% Star Trek talk. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of Star Trek talk. I'm I'm doing the most Star Trek things at once I've ever done in my life. And yet mm-hmm. because of the ironclad NDAs and security procedures there, I, yeah. I, I can talk about even less than I've ever been able to talk about. Um, what I can talk about is the fact that it it is so lovely to see after um the the clothes clothes the ending the wrap of picard season three just this resurgence of casual fans back to the fandom has been oh, really, yeah. really lovely i need to watch picard i guess oh, yeah i mean it. what else am i doing with my life you can even no shade to my lovely co-workers some of them who wrote on all of the seasons of picard if you're oh, not you like could, you could start on three you can truly start on three because it, it kind of is a standalone it helps to have seen the first two, but if you're not trying to watch a whole television show and you just want the nostalgia from all the uh, Next Generation cast getting back together, mm-hmm. you can just drop in on three. It's good. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll consider that. I thought you were going to say, shoot, I'm trying to scroll back and find it. Uh, you and I almost figured out a Ferengi emoticon. <laughs> uh, That's here, true. Here it is. Here it is. The Toddy's best version. So I'm just gonna do the single best way of communicating this, which is to speak. In, I'm gonna speak an emoticon and just everyone enjoy this. Okay. Left parenthesis. The number three. Right close bracket. That's a little frowny, furrowy eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Colon dash semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> Darmok could never. Your favorite Tamarian could never. Six people get that joke. Um, I wish I, I was like at a coffee shop and seeing Andrew like speak to text, just doing that to, to his phone. Uh huh. <laughs> and I it mean, is, the picture of it, it does look like a little fraggy. Yeah. Um, the semicolon ensures it that communicates that their teeth are sharp. Um, yeah, that's a that's and, a little snaggle tooth. And this, of course, came about because we were what, as always, tormenting enemy of the show Jessica Gao on successfully. Our group chat. This oh, is our you know, our best torment. You know what the best thing is because Andrew has been a, a a secret Star Trek fan. Like he knows more than you might think. Zig has I, also been kind of a secret Star Trek fan, and so then Jessica, who actively and purposefully has avoided Star Trek her whole life. Now she, her feed and her like Twitter <laughs> is suggesting Star Trek All topics Star to Trek her stuff. It because is of awesome. our group chat, we've taken over her. Uh, her we've ruined her life. Yeah, we, we've ruined her life, and she deserves it. 
Um, oh my god, I, like infiltrating the algorithms does sound like a Black Mirror, like, or like NCIS, <laughs> like, we're in. We must have done that to yours too, Kevin, because I pulled Kevin yeah. onto the official podcast. So yes. everyone yeah. in my life I've dragged mm. into the black hole, pardon me, the wormhole of Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I definitely have gotten TikToks of like, oh, that is interesting trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize what I am Star Trek fan-wise is I'm a syndication Star Trek fan. Like, I've seen a ton of Next Generation, yeah. and it is all out of order, and mm-hmm. I don't know where anything is or anything, because it was just, like, on well, like my, my was, local WB affiliate, probably. Because it was made for syndication. The show was sold to syndicates. It was not, it did not air properly. Oh, really? It was really? literally designed for that, yeah. Oh, that explains it, because I was like, I don't think growing up I even knew when Next Generation was on. Yeah, I think it was literally the first, because it was different for everybody. It was different channels, different times. Every uh, So if you grew up, you know, the same age and general area as somebody, you might have seen it at the same time. But right. even like town to town, even when I lived like at my dad's versus my mom's house, just the way oh. shit would air, it would be on a different So times. it's literally not even designed to be watched in any kind of order. The next gen and Voyager were not the issue with Deep Space Nine, which is why it's the best piece of television ever made, is that it in its Mm -hmm. like third season and on, it did start to serialize, which is one of the first shows to ever do that. And it was a super hard sell to the studio because the studio was like, no, what the fuck? You guys are designed to be piecemealed and like scattered about like Lunchables. Yeah. And now you want to make us air it in order. Yeah. So it was a tough they're thing, supposed to be Lunchables. Honestly, <laughs> Lunchable, Lunchable has a pretty clear order. Cracker. What do you yeah. mean? Cheese. The That's meat. The, the debate in the meeting. <laughs> nah, I think I think there's I think you can really shake up a Lunchable. Some people just do cheese, meat, cheese, and don't even touch a cracker. What? Some people just do cracker meat because they don't eat cheese. Oh my god. We said we were gonna keep this short. We've already fucked up. We are fucking up big time. Okay. I guess conceivably, um, by the time you hear this. I would say, with some likelihood, Tani and I are standing strong against the evil uh, studios. American motion picture, picture television picture, producers. TPTPT. Yeah, uh, we're probably whoever the WGA is striking against and mad at. That's who we're striking against. Yeah. So who knows? I guess there's a chance. Actually, no. There's there's a chance uh, when this comes out, we'll be about to go on strike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we will be. Picking out our most impoverished-looking line outfits. Oh, is part of the picketing a, a little bit of an acting exercise? I'm hearing. Oh, it sounds mm. like Toddy may have uh, may have found her perfect niche, which is being being uh, the most on the picket line. Being the most actor writer ever, really getting into the 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 method of being a picketing writer. No, but I I am excited to like, you know, be because our writing room has been on Zoom. I am excited to potentially oh. be in in pub. We've been together a few times, but yeah, yeah. You know, the picketing will be just a chance to be together. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. And be with I'm, other people from other rooms I haven't seen in a while. I know. It's and it's also like I think there are as I've heard from the last strike, there apparently is like the cool locations and like other locations. So there was um, a terrible like parody deadline account that said the Paramount lot will only be for hot writers. If you (laughs) have not been assigned Paramount lot, do not go there. You're not hot enough. (laughs) Uh, That's not a parody. That one's true. Um, (laughs) That one is a fact. 
<laughs> no Panama. uggos in the Larchmont Village area. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that there is that billboard that says that. So <laughs> um, I don't know who no, paid for that. No, but the. Uh, the, the the serious thing to say is that you know the the writers our my my very recent joining of the WGA so I shouldn't be acting like this is something that's affected me for a while but even if I hadn't joined I would still be in solidarity with all of the asks because they are all reasonable asks that ensure a decent quality of life for people yeah. who are creating all of the things that you're watching and consuming yeah I think that the thing that is like if you're not a writer or you're not in Hollywood and this all sounds a little bonkers to you, um, basically the other way of looking at this is writers, we writers generate this money. It's billions. It's a billion dollar industry. Almost none of it can happen without writers that, you know, like reality shows are not WGA, but those shows have writers. Yeah. (laughs) Just that way. Completely scripted. Yeah. (laughs) So, Everything, not, none of this shit can happen without writers. And this money is earned or like made by these companies. And when, when we're, we're asking for a fair share of that money, and this is because otherwise it goes to people like, you know, the, the CEOs of the corporations, you know, the fucking, um, the people who recently just started laying people off while getting multi-million dollar uh, yearly salaries. So, yeah. um, I believe it was $773 million went to the eight CEOs yeah. of the um, studios. So that and is... we're, just, we're just trying to, you know, live <laughs> basic existences here. Yeah. Um, and it's very, it, it, it has been eye-opening coming from the other side of, coming from on camera, which is a very privileged position monetarily and just like, just privilege in general. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, getting to know that not everyone who works on your favorite shows has that experience or that privilege or those, you know. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild to see what a studio is willing to pay a writer's assistant who really does so, so, so much work. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This is your first time working with, uh, yeah, like the support staff do. Well, they work so fucking hard. I've done oh, sketch true. where the support staff was like mm, non-existent or they were like personal assistants to the people in charge. Yeah. So I didn't connect the fact that the pe- the people with the big money are paying the support staff that does so 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 much work and is and and it's paltry. It's barely anything. Yeah. It's So that's the um, first time that's been like brought into my face where I'm like how is this allowed? <laughs> it's really I mean you know, to to bend it slightly beyond, um, you know, union forever solidarity. Uh, to bend it a little bit towards the Yosis racist of it. This is one of the reasons why, like Hollywood is so fucking white, is because like these assistant jobs are like the way to get into. You know, that's one of the uh, clearest ways for to become a writer is to be a writer's assistant for sometimes years. Um, but that job, like pays very little um and it can be hard to just live there's you know yeah if you don't um, come from a money or at least like an upper middle class background who can afford to work for very 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 little not people who don't have generational wealth that's for sure yeah it's basically like you know 
it's it's that like soft racism we're like we 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 embrace everyone just you know as long as uh you have the support system that lets you do that and sure like centuries ago we um literally took uh generations of wealth from you know people based on race uh but it's not but a racial it's thing it's all a level playing field now it's just best person <laughs> for the job now now yeah. we're not even talking about Hollywood. We're just talking about Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best person for the job. Sure, sure, sure. We took your grandmother's entire farm because she wasn't allowed mm-hmm. to, quote, own property. But, but we're good. You know, <laughs> you, you should be fine. Just apply for that now. fellowship. <laughs> just apply for that fellowship. Um... Let's see. So yeah, we should we should let's let's go. We should make this move. Uh, let's see. We what, should make we, this move. Make this move in time. <laughs> time will uh, move ever forward. Move um, just like one does at a marathon. Oh my good <laughs> wow, god, Kevin! Um, learning Kevin, from Toddy. You're, <laughs> you're getting a raise. Oh wow! Is my legacy ham-fisted segues? I would be honored. <laughs> oh, I'd be so honored. Oh man, speaking of, love some ham right now. Uh, there was just this <laughs> clip um, of uh, this incredibly racist situation at the fucking Boston Marathon, which I know it's on me that that is even a surprising thing to say. But um, this is from a couple of weeks ago. Um, a person posted this. Uh, I saw it under um, the, the account uh, Allison M. Desir, I believe it's pronounced, D-E-S-I-R. Um, uh, I'm unclear whether they took it or they just posted it. Um, however, uh, it's just like a, a, a video of some cheering fans at the Boston Marathon. Uh, uh, the group of fans is black, and there are some cops at the side of the road, and they are the... The cops just so happened to only be standing in front of the black fans. <laughs> and not just standing in front. It's like, you know, you run a marathon in, like, areas that get very crowded. Sometimes they have up, like, uh, those temporary barricade, like, gates. Just yes. so that the spectators don't accidentally, like, spill over into where the people are running or whatever. In this area, I don't know what part of town it's in. In this area, they just have, like, a thin it's... little, like, rope or, like, a line that just says, like, hey, people, spectators and fans, stay behind that. So so in front of this group of black people, there's, what, eight cops yeah. with their bikes, using their bikes to effectively make a barricade. Just standing there, just standing yeah. in front of these black people who are just like having a cookout and cheering on some runners. It looks insane because they're, they're nowhere else in the video, yeah. in front of it's, no other groups. It's really wild. It is just like only in front of the black folks. I mean, I, you were going to say, I don't know what part of town it is, um, and I was... Uh, gonna say the racist part of Boston, but then I realized that's a stupid thing to say. It's the, all the racist part. The, like, I'm wondering, like, if I can just, because I am an actor, um, mm. if I can just get into the mind of the police, who, whom, whomsoever ordered this, oh. do they think the black people are going to steal running? <laughs> What do they think is going to happen if they don't put up their bike barricade? Are the black people going to loot fitness? What what exactly is the mentality? I want to know. I mean, yeah, it's just like, clearly, I mean, yeah, it's the cops are just like, well, since we're here, we might as well just underline yeah. that black people are, aren't welcome. It's a good a place like, to stand as any. Yeah, it's like like it, what a weird and unnecessary choice. But like, 
I, you know, there's like no reason for it other than to be racist. It pro- yeah. like serves no function at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, having a cookout, it's uh, wild. Obviously, I don't know what like is is pointing out that Boston cops are racist like the most fish in the barrel thing we could possibly do on this show. I'm just, I'm so bored of it. I'm just so bored yeah. of whatever these people think they're doing to truly to protect. I'm also just like the people you're protecting, they're already running. So like if someone was a threat, not that any of the, they're already gone. I don't know. I just don't understand. <laughs> they're don't already understand. gone. They're already that would have been the yeah. perfect retort. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to rob anyone who's already gone. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking racist. Maybe if they ran faster, they wouldn't have gotten robbed. That's (laughs) that's the important thing. Maybe maybe they're just bad marathon people. But this Um, is why, like, this is why people, you know, when you have like interests that aren't typically culturally black this is why black people will go like oh that's white people shit or like don't do that because truly like not even being able to like be a spectator at a fucking race Mm -hmm. comes without just being targeted and harassed like so there's no one no wonder if i say i like to go hiking or if i express an interest in skiing black people go like why or they look at me like i'm crazy and it's because yeah in these spaces we are more likely to be literally policed yeah than other yeah. groups so i understand why our yeah. you know our culture tends to kind of insulate and it's a damn shame because it's just outside everybody should just be able to be outside <laughs> just be outside and watch some people run god damn <laughs> this is this i i do like toddy just really wants to be outside <laughs> <laughs> just like let me be outside without someone worried i'm gonna i don't know <sighs> Again, rob the steel fitness. Steel this fitness. Is, this is the assault date. someone's heart rate. I don't. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Real quick, uh, we're gonna end the segment with a yeah. uh, piece of white excellency. Um, twin racist dumb fucks. Um, <laughs> Bethany Mendel. Again, you're gonna have to e- narrow that down to <laughs> Elon Boston. Musk. Um, <laughs> Um, this is like from a weeks ago, but I just like wanted to mention it. Um, uh, uh, Bethany Mandel, I, I first encountered her as the person who she is Jewish and like wrote a thing about how she was befriending these like alt-right neo-Nazis. And I was like, well, that's weird. That seems ill-advised. Um, and you know, she classically has kind of taken that, like I was liberal, but now woke culture has made me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. a racist. Um, so she she just was on a I believe it was a Zoom show. It wasn't really clear where um, she has this whole book now that's about like how wokeness is bad. And someone was like, "Can you define woke?" And she couldn't basically, which is amazing. Right. Uh, but then also, uh, racist dumbfuck Elon Musk tweeted the other day. Um, the Onion has become jarringly unfunny, which is awfully rich from the world's least funny man. Um, at the heart of humor is a revealed truth, but woke is a lie, so it is humorless. Um, also, this man tried to buy The Onion. They wouldn't <laughs> let him. They wouldn't sell it to him. And then he tried to start his own Onion that was so deeply unfunny, it just straight up failed. Yeah. So every, everything this man does, if you peel back one layer, you find the saddest story you've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> about, failure, like, any, just unfunny. Failure upon failure. 
He's the wackest human. But yeah, good good for you, fucking Elon. But also just the way these two people and all the racists like don't even know what part of speech they want woke to be. Right. <laughs> like woke is a lie. Like, okay, right. man. Uh, uh, you can't define it. You can't use it in a sentence. It's amazing. Um, anyway, fuck these people. That is your white excellency for the week. Hell yeah. All right. Let's uh, take a break. Yeah, take a break. And we'll when be we back. Come back. We'll do the voicemails. The thing you're all w- dying to hear is the racism voicemails. Okay. We're back. We're back. Um, oh, this is good. We made up a little time once I stopped yelling about the marathon. <laughs> good. I'm also glad we didn't take uh, the time to figure out the thing we talked about beforehand, which is arguing about which of us talks too much. Nope, we're not doing that. Kevin, kick a voicemail. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, long-time listeners, first-time callers. We've never heard a group call, so we decided to do it. Say hi. Hi. It's two of us. Wow. So at first we thought we were going to do this <laughs> mm-hmm. after a couple drinks, but this morning we heard you guys talking about the one woman show and we used the time was today. So um, here's the situation. It's a workplace cattle and it's HR adjacent. We are teachers and we love it. Uh, in 2018 for our back to school meeting, our this is principal fun. hired a <laughs> one woman white lady educational theater company performer who had interviewed students and staff to help us figure out how to be more, I guess, maybe socially just teachers. Um, it involved her um, doing voices. She did um, some ex- Accessories, some costume changes, and um, she did at several points turn her chair around so that she could embody a teenager. And no. when we say voices, I think you know what we mean when she's talking about the young people she interviewed we from do. diverse schools. It was the most horrifying thing we've ever, ever had to go through. Um, the physicality that she employed oh. to create these characters had me pretty much want to fall through a hole in the floor that didn't exist. Um, and yeah, so we just thought that you guys should know that this happens in um, white places. Um, and the worst part is at the end, people gave it a standing ovation, talked about how powerful it was. And then because I'm the theater teacher, everyone came up to me and, and said, wow, wasn't that amazing? You should do something like that. And I was like, absolutely not. Okay, we love you. Bye. Oh my god. That ruled. That was oh. like listening to a fun little podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. we got to listen to a podcast. <laughs> Ooh. You know what? Podcasts are fun. I love listening yeah, to Yeah, we should call into them. <laughs> and then they can play us calling them back on their call when they call us back. I want to credit I've recently have I wouldn't say asked but have implied I don't want to do speakerphone with my parents anymore because the <laughs> as an editor the pauses between the kind of handing back and forth just like kills me so I really there was a rhythm to this like back and forth that I really appreciated so kudos to both Yeah. Of you. They had it down to a science. I assume because they're teachers and they were on their 4 minute lunch break and so yeah, they, had yeah, to they cram it. this in between bites of chicken salad. Well, it's um, also the, the theater teacher, so maybe they just ran it a couple times. There's nothing wrong yeah. with being rehearsed. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Maybe they it. did a quick tech run through. Um, <laughs> Kevin, I've never seen Kevin spend the entirety of a voicemail in like what I can only describe as, oh, you know what it is? It's, it's the thinker position, but, but coming from a place of exasperation, like he's pinching the bridge of his nose, yes, and he's leaning yeah. over like the thinker. 
Yeah. The whole voicemail. <laughs> that was a lot. It was a lot to take in. <laughs> I I do like just to go back to the art thing. It is really somewhat I assume someone has made a uh statue that's the thinker, but it's just like called I can't believe this shit. <laughs> yeah, I the I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, this is Wow. I I will <laughs> I mean I guess this is unfair of me. This is a bad voicemail for me to have listened to because what the callers are describing is kind of precisely what I think all one-person shows are. <laughs> you're 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 wrong on this, but I'm gonna allow it because I know why you think that. It's just like you haven't seen enough theater to have an opinion about one-person no, shows. Yeah, exactly. last episode no, was just you I know, asking I know. about theater. Well, that's what I'm saying. I that this is this is bad that I heard this voicemail because this is just reconfirming some, yes, some your shit that I had. It. I see. I, see. Um, uh, I understand that it's bad. However, this is exactly what I think. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. My goose. It's rough. That's tough. The the accents, the physicality. Yeah, I'm sure you are doing a full body full body cringe callers. I'm sure. And I don't know what you do other than tell your administrator or whoever booked this person, like, hey, this ain't it. Yeah, this ain't it. This I was mean, weird. <sighs> yeah, I, it's it, that is kind of thing. I will say is like to me the hardest. You know, like all we even get this all the time. Like the people who are well meaning ish, well well meaning racists mm-hmm. um you know it's the same when like people are like fucking crash and green book and all that shit where you're mm-hmm. like well mm-hmm. it's yeah it's you know better than the alternative like a grading on a curve for white people you're mm-hmm. still unfortunately on the positive side of things yeah <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. is racist <laughs> so uh Woo. yeah but um, yes I, i'm scared of what people think they learned from this because yeah. it's not that it it like you're saying it's not that its aim was to make anyone more racist or to like be it whatever but like what did people learn from this white woman in her backwards hat you know doing how do you do fellow kids but with like <laughs> african-american vernacular english i assume oof I, what what did these mostly white educators quote-unquote learn that's what scares me. Because then are they going to walk up to their students and be like, yo, yo, what up, fam? Yeah. And just, I know. Oof. But, and it's also like, like part, part of the problem is if to the extent that this did humanize, I guess, children of color for them, it's real <laughs> bad that they had to hear it from a white woman's face and body to like have that sink in. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, Again, better than not. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Maybe it's not true. I don't know if it's better than not. Did I, I told you, I've talked on this show about that one woman show I did. I've only ever done one, and I did not write it. I was cast mm. in another woman's one woman show, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> but it was a, a civil rights focused show this is when i was much younger and i was meant to play i was probably like 23 or 24 and i was meant to play a high school student and we toured schools because the conceit of the show was like you're a high school student who had to interview all of these like still living chicago area civil rights icons so Mm -hmm. i had to like do i had to like embody all of of the people Yeah, yeah 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 and that shit was uncomfortable for me 
a yeah. you know it a, a, a 365 days of the year black woman to do <laughs> that was that was rough because there was there was a whole conversation that i had with my director about using specific dialects and how it did not feel yeah. comfortable or correct to like live in that dialect the whole time it was one thing to like you know i'm playing jesse jackson i'm gonna do you know you, you develop like a weird educational jesse jackson impression <laughs> I say educational as opposed to like an SNL Jesse Jackson impression. <laughs> right, 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 right. So you're like really attempting to like whatever, do some like actual acting or whatever. Like we yeah. toured this thing to schools, community centers. We took it to the Holocaust Museum. This was like a heavy, serious thing. But there were like big conversations about like, I, I'm not going to use a quote unquote urban dialect just for the teen girl I'm playing just because mm -hmm. she's a black yeah. teen girl from Chicago. Like you got to just accept that it's me and she sounds like me because we can sound like whatever we want. And it was like a whole thing. So I'm just like, the fact that I was doing all that hand wringing and we were trying to be so careful about that, and this yeah. white woman is just out here collecting a check, just and doing this with doing clearly, both sides of dangerous no minds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing Michelle Pfeiffer and all the <laughs> students in dangerous minds. <laughs> and getting standing ovations. That's why I'm really oh, pissed. I know. Uh. Tony, do you think you could do a one-woman show of all the parts of Dangerous Minds? I of Dangerous Minds, I could and would and shall. I shall. You know, maybe this will be a a, a writer's strike project. <laughs> Tony's. But I just have to, but I can't write any of it down. That's, Tony Newsome presents Dangerous Minds. Yes, all of Dangerous Minds. But I, but I memorized it. Don't worry, I didn't write yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tony Newsome does Dangerous Minds from memory. Nate had a pretty good little writer strike joke. I was really proud of him. I said something about like picketing. I was like, oh yeah, once we find out if we're actually striking, we'll get our picketing instructions. And he's like, oh, do you have to make signs? And I go, oh, I think a lot of our captains went and made signs already. And he goes, oh, they had to. They had to write them down before. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that was pretty good. Yeah, we're on strike. Writers, no, nothing's getting written. Nope. Hollywood. No. Nope. Until we Don't get Don't text paid. me. Call me. I force all my friends to call me on the phone. That's right. We're literally not writing anything yep. at all. Yeah. So get ready for a lot more podcasting. Uh, <laughs> oh, should we God. do another voice, voicemail? Yes. Um, hey, guys. So I ran a half marathon this past weekend, which I know feels like a racial crime to begin with. It's a thing that crazy <laughs> white people do. I am not white. Um, but I was listening to your podcast. Andrew, the theme. The I know. Whole, uh, like all came together. And I just felt like beforehand, I was like, I feel like something's going to happen. This is on Oak, Virginia. And uh, it was like thunderstorming during the race. And we had all this like warnings beforehand about it. And they made an announcement talking about the severe weather. They're like, you're going to know um, if it's canceled. Listen to the app. And they're like, and if you're worried about what will happen, everyone here is so nice. Like you can probably knock on the neighbor's <laughs> door and they'll give you shelter till it finishes which I was running with one of my friends and we just looked at each other and I was like, that is the most tone deaf thing to say um, coming off of a week where multiple people were yeah. murdered for going into property that wasn't theirs. Yep. Anyways, I just wanted to talk about that and see if there's a way to <laughs> not take part in ridiculous sports in a non-racist way. <laughs> I forgot about the end of this, which basically is dovetails exactly with what Tony was saying earlier. Yeah, so not only does this tie into our 
marathon um, news, yeah. but also, yeah, touching on, of course, Ralph Yarl, who was shot by a white man just for ringing the wrong doorbell, trying to pick up his little brother. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, he's at home and recovering, but yeah, just the just the idea that, like, it's, it, yeah, black people can't just go up and ring someone's bell and be like, let me in, it's thunderstorming. Yeah. This isn't, like, I, I sometimes I do think that white folks and just non-black folks in general just live in a world where like their privilege bubble extends to everyone else Mm -hmm. and they just assume that the world is as safe for other people as it is for them Mm -hmm. i find like some men do this too where they just assume that the world is as safe for them as it is for like all women and you're just like no dude like no this shit is different i walk through the world different yeah it's just wild to make an announcement like that at something as diverse as a marathon where there's all types. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's sort of the problem is there are all types, but the people who run it don't think of them as being all types. They think of it as mostly being white people. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's, it's. And I think it's subconscious. I don't even think anyone's thinking like, yeah, because to think of it as only white people would have to acknowledge that if you thought of it as different, you would make a different recommendation. I think it's yeah. just that people go. This makes sense for me. If I get caught in a thunderstorm, I'm just going to ring my neighbor's bell. The same neighbor who gave me that cup of sugar last week and yeah. helped me fix my fence. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's some it's that like, oh, we're all colorblind here. Logic, which is, yeah. you know, racist. Uh, but I guess no need to over explain it. Like, uh. or for people with different gender identities, you can't be just ringing a yeah. bell. You just, yeah, it's I mean, wild. What do you think about the what the caller said at the end, which is just like, is there a way just to not participate in <laughs> white ass shit? Because <laughs> you're, you're ask. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're the opposite. You're you're just like you you will do the thing that you like to do and yeah. assert your right to be there. Um, but it is fucking exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I I just say go. You know, have a buddy have at least a buddy or a group so that you're not alone i used to do a lot of like hiking and outdoorsy stuff alone and you know i love to travel and hike alone and stuff and i've made some good like international friends that way but nowadays when i'm thinking about it i'm like oh it's just so much better to just have like one pal one brown pal welcome back to my children's book one brown pal (laughs) um just so at least there's an at at the at the at best case scenario when some wild shit happens you just have a person to lock eyes with and be like this bullshit yeah and at the very worst that you have some backup if things go left Mm -hmm. right 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 just take a buddy if you're gonna if you're gonna stay playing in white spaces bring a pal (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure, like stay safe. Honestly, is I yeah. guess the oh insane. Well, yeah. Most of it's just for your sanity. There's so much <laughs> examples of tone deaf white people too. I've been seeing this week. Um, we didn't really talk about the Tucker Carlson stuff, um, which is oh, fine. Right. I don't think we really want to. Um, but uh, some super famous white actor tweeted i never thought i'd say this but i agree with tucker carlson on almost everything he said because he made some big statement video or something and it's like even if you feel that way about the statement you need to be (laughs) you have such a huge platform and it's still you are platforming this still very bad person by saying that and it's frustrating seeing people with millions and millions of followers just being like well isn't it he's actually making some good points here it's like dude now millions of people are like in 
specifically, a lot of white people are seeing that and going like, that's actually really true. Like, maybe yeah. I need to be giving him more consideration. You need to be open-minded about yeah. these fucking huge races, you know? Yeah, yeah. I wonder what other great points he's made. Like, how Jews aren't people or whatever the fuck he said yeah. last year. Like, exactly. truly, like, you want to open a door to anyone like, like, no. Like, they can yeah. say things that you agree with. I'm sure he's also told you the time of day. And you're yeah. like, yep, that's correct. We don't need to be like patting these guys on the back for saying yeah. one or two correct things every now and then. Absolutely. And the a thousand percent guarantee is it's not that it's not so correct or so amazing or so no. profound that you needed to do this. There's like nope. you're just I think you know, white people find all this value in being like, Oh, I you know, I, I have conservative friends. I can see the you know, the everyone's got something to contribute. And it's like Yeah. You know what? Tucker Carlson really doesn't. And all Does these not. Fox News people and whatever. It's just like there are people who aren't fucking horrible who are making definitely making the exact same points. And like mm -hmm. by choosing to platform one over the other, you are making a choice. Absolutely. I just think like Americans, especially like left leaning Americans, have such a a, a, a fairness obsession. Yeah. Yep. Such an obsession with like, well, fair is fair. Well, he did say one right, like this mm -hmm. Pollyanna. Yeah, gotta, gotta give it like, up, dude. <laughs> mm -hmm. Gotta give it up. No, in fact, you do not gotta give yeah. it up. You don't. You, you absolutely can just keep got it to not give it up. Quiet. This fucking leave it to Beaver ass. Like, well, you know what's right is right, and when he says yeah. something right, it's like no. When he says something right, you can just ignore it because he's still a yeah. clown. Yeah. yeah. Lots of people say right it. shit that you don't. Yeah, give props to. Let's see. I uh, wanted to also uh, throw in an excellency, which is yeah. um, the, a thing that we started, originated on our uh, premium show, Yo Can We Live, which you can, uh, if you haven't already subscribed to, go to suboptimalpods.com. Um, also, if you're a listener, I think we, we forgot to mention this. Um, did you enjoy uh, Dale Dudes? <laughs> um, <laughs> Like the acid did, trip of uh, suboptimal this week on suboptimal, and uh, if you didn't, you know, let us know if if you if that was a fun thing for you to hear, um, and if you're a suboptimal subscriber, let us know if the, the Dale dudes, Dale dudes. <laughs> performance the review Christopher was, Nolan ass podcasting I've ever experienced. Andrew doing a commentary of his own watch along of Dale Dudes. It was a fever dream. Shout out to Kevin for editing that. I'm In the so middle sorry. of it, he makes a re, uh, he toys with the idea of doing a commentary on the commentary of the commentary. And I just am going to say, I simply will not release that. <laughs> Listen, it, it probably wasn't listenable anyway, but just curious, you know, Kevin I was like, I was like, I'm listening to this anyway, so I might as well do this thing. Uh, and Kevin maybe has, it was a good or bad idea. Kevin has never refused to release anything for all our <laughs> yeah, years this, working with I've him. I've been doing this for eight years. This is the first <laughs> this is where the line. I we, said no. We, broke we found it. Kevin's line. We found <laughs> Kevin's line. Um, yeah, sorry. So this is the excellency made popular on our yes. uh, yeah. premium show, Yo Could We Live. So... Andrew, what's your excellency? Mine was uh, a thing I've been meaning to talk about for a while, which is that, so uh, after, uh, you know, arguably it maybe took a little bit longer than I would have wanted, but um, city council member Hugo Soto-Martinez finally got the fucking fence taken down from Echo Park Lake. 
that was, again, just uh, from my perspective, just like one of the most disgusting things. Again, I know I'm very sheltered, but one of the most disgusting things I've ever personally witnessed was the day I went up. Pure, actual-ass fascism. If there's any justice in the world, people would at least be tried in The Hague for targeting journalists, for fucking targeting legal aid, the cops, um, you know, coming in violently. I Look, I understand. There's been... Um, quote unquote worse shit. Um, but you know, that was right by my house and I was there and I was just like, this is, you know, disgusting in a way that I don't know, maybe uh, I should be more like viscerally disgusted by everything. I feel like I'm pretty, anyway, the fence is fucking down. Echo Park is great. See, I, I do talk too much. You guys let me talk too much. No, That's I was it. just laughing because this bird out here started, the second you started to question yourself talking, this bird started going off like an alarm. And I was like, somebody's telling him to wrap it up. Yeah, Not me, Mary Poppins. <laughs> the wrap it up bird. <laughs> Tony's like secretly just like just off the Zoom camera just has like a huge pile of bird seed. Like, come on, let's get the wrap it up bird. <laughs> come just on, throwing it, it off my, off cam. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah. So hell that's, yeah to that. That's that. Um, and yeah. Um, it's, it's, all right. Wrap it up, Bird. Awesome. Great, great, great. The Wrap It Up Bird is here. <laughs> Call in with your voicemails. They were, these were fucking uh, very funny this week. 323 381 No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Keep doing this. 389 uh, I wonder how many we've lost because I... I don't know what's wrong with me. And thank you for subscribing. If you are a this show going um and it is fun <laughs> and by fun i mean completely bonkers we're you know again <laughs> if you want to tune in to hear the thing that made kevin say this is the no. line <laughs> i found no the more. line <laughs> uh all right is that it yep that's it peace bye bye bye